They shoot blondes, don't they? Have you talked to him? Two tiny girls sit on a bench at a railway station, while the sun is peeking shyly over the horizon. It's a lovely picture, isn't it? Except for them, there is nothing noteworthy on this side of the track. On the other, nothing but hills, woods, sheep, and a lonely church at the end of a sandy path. There are clouds. They cover most of the sky and cast a shadow over trembling trees and white fur of the animals. I have never been a good painter. Indeed, I've never been any kind of painter. Even in my youth, I never held a brush or a pencil in my palm, as my hands were more likely to be holding much more harmful objects. But I feel an overwhelming need to draw for you every detail of that early hour. You probably have already seen it through some other eyes, but you know how rumours are in small towns full of youth. You know how obscene they can be, how they don't do justice to mornings like this one. Of course not. We don't talk. Shame. Don't be stupid. Let me start this draft anew. Here I am, sitting on a bench with tragic love story on my lap, book I'm too old to read for the first time waiting for a train which is always late. On my right there are the girls. They are not giggling, not even smiling, though they lean onto each other in that teenage way. They are talking seriously about things their friends treat lightly. It's not very difficult, you know. You just take a deep breath and spit it out. Some things are better swallowed. They both have short hair with highlights, identically combed. My sight is still sharp after all these years, and although they may look like sisters, they are certainly not. They lack that sisterly understanding. The rising sun gives a reddish tone to the skin of one of the girls, while the other is completely absorbed by the shadows. Be forgiving of an old man, and let me now change the title of the painting, from Girls on the Railway Station to Ruby and Jet in conversation. Ruby's face, I can see clearly, as she's looking in my direction, into her companion's face. Jet's eyes, however, are chained to the horizon, so you'll have to let my imagination intervene and explain to you how they furrow their brows and tilt their chins. Well, is that it? You're not going to talk to me at all? God, I am talking to you, am I not? Jet leans forward and coughs. She coughs long and she coughs hard. And Ruby does not pat her back at all. For some reason, she does nothing when her friend chokes on her own words. And after Jet straightens her back and her cheeks are pale again, Ruby keeps on talking. Maybe it would help you. It would take that stone out of your chest and let the air in. You'd breathe better. I breathe fine. I can see. I didn't ask you to come with me. One of the sheep suddenly opens its mouth and girls stare at it for a while, like it's unusual for a sheep to bleat on a cloudy morning. All three of them wear the same unsettled grimace. There isn't much of a difference between the animal and the girls, with their curly hair and colourless faces. What are we doing here? I like this place. Ruby sighs. I know. Don't pity me. 
I don't. Kiss my ass. Ruby takes her eyes off of Jet's face. And if I didn't remember my old age, I'd swear she's giving me a scheming look. She seems to be at perfect peace, and no wonder. Here she is, having nothing to do, waiting for a train she sure will come. Sure she can win a fight with her friend before it's here. She looks at the clock above the entrance. What time is it coming? Eight o'clock. Lots of time. Yes. The sheep walk away from the fence. It may mean the train is coming. It may also mean nothing at all. What if he dies after all? Then my secret will die with him. And what is that secret actually? That I can't stand him. Ruby does that thing with her lips which makes her look like a movie star from my middle days. She pulls off this mean face as a joke, like they all do when they're out of their other tricks. When her eyes come back to Jet, she doesn't look like she wants to play with her anymore. What if it's not as stupid as you think? I don't know how to paint the sky going from Gainsborough to black now. So let me try. Let me try something new. Maybe I'll make a better director, how do you think? Let's zoom in on Jet's face. It seems fair to give her some of our attention. She bites her lower lip and looks to the left, where the train should soon appear but probably won't, and the greyish light turns her into a new wave actress. I think she's thinking, thinking about all those stories that have already deformed her and the stories that will surely be born if she chooses to agree now. I think she thinks that she can't get away with honesty. But it is. Ruby's lips get thinner. It's a long shot now, so you can see raindrops suddenly hitting the pavement. The storm has finally begun. After a while, it seems to put Ruby back on track. All right, she says, touching the bridge of her nose. All right, if you think so. I do. All right. Let's look at the landscape now, with its lack of movement, except for the sheep going round in circles. Let me think about what's next. I will know. I'll know in a second. Just let me remember, and let the girls breathe for a while, away from the big brother's gaze. I'll know it. The sun is still rising, but the sky is getting darker. The air starts to smell like electricity. The train is not even in the frame yet. We should go away this weekend. Away? How far away? London? Or Massachusetts? I thought you liked it here. I lied. It's claustrophobic. I can't breathe. Okay. Who's coming with us? Everyone? Everyone. No exceptions. They call it a sense of decency, you know. No exceptions. Great. I'm calling him. Whatever, just please, please, please don't talk to me. The camera is following Jet as she stands up and rushes towards the track. Forgive me for it not being steady. You see, I'm old and both my hands and my tongue are constantly shaking. The girl stops at the very edge and is balancing on her toes. That's how the next words find her. He's not answering at all. Did you kill him? Jet looks over her arm and shrugs. Not that I remember. She stands there for a little longer, 
then surrenders to the terror of the rain. She walks slowly into the camera, and then there's a medium shot of Ruby, legs crossed, hands in her pockets. She looks like Putty Jean's sitting woman, like she wants this scene to come to an end. Let's not talk about it anymore. It gives me a headache. I'm sorry for the white noise. The cold and the rain are freezing my old ears. Rain kills love stories. It locks up young minds and makes them create those vicious tales, tales of violence and vulgarity, never poetry. And that's what it's all about, obviously, your stupid little headaches. And now, when the camera is losing focus, I can see clearly that fixing that is not up to an old man for whom glaucoma has deprived every story of lyricism. I don't understand. What do you want? I just want to get on the train. Well, it's not here. You won't understand, but it's tiring. Even trying is tiring at my age. What was I saying? I think we're close to the end. End of the conversation of two blondes. Which will never be a piece of art. Are you sure you didn't kill him? There's always tomorrow. The clock struck eight, and the train was still miles away.